0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can find all of the podcast content at Facebook, where we post every day with all of our stuff. Go like us there and and leave a comment. We would love for you to interact with our community at LockDown Packers. And speaking of that community, anytime you want to get in contact with the LockDown Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. Thursday is normally the day that we spend scouting the opponent of the Green Bay Packers. Well, this week and Mike McCarthy said he's, he's already looking at the Rams, but they're also taking this time to self-scout. So I thought I would do the same and I would look at where this team is playing well right now, where this team is playing poorly, and some places where I think over the course of the season... They will improve. I th- that I, I'm not going to go position by position, player by player. Although I am going to single some players out, but I think it's important that we look at what where this team is, what their identity is, what are they good at, and it would easy. It would be easy to say, well, they're they're three, two, and one. They're not a great team. They might not even be a good team. And they're not that talented, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, if you've listened to this show more than once, how I feel about the this team isn't talented trope on Packers Twitter and, and radio shows and even in my mentions and on the, the Locked on Packers fan hotline. I just don't think that's true. And they prove it every week that they have talent on this team. It takes serious offensive talent beyond just Aaron Rodgers being incredible to have three guys go for 100 yards in a game, especially when one is a tight end. And it's just one of those things where anyone who's saying there isn't – it's like this criticism that, oh, Aaron Rodgers has been terrible this year. I mean, someone legitimately tweeted, oh, he's been terrible. And I said, no, he hasn't. He's been really good. He just has not been up to his – admittedly lofty standard. That is a big difference. And so when we discuss what Green Bay is and isn't good at, some of them may be surprising to you. But what you have to understand is right now, this is an offense-driven league. So especially when you look at the Packers' defense, you're going to say, well, all the defense hasn't been very good, except for the fact that you look at a team like New Orleans, their defense has been way worse than Green Bay's. And you look at Kansas City's defense, and their defense has been way worse than Green Bay. It's just, been, it's just been the case that both of their offenses have been essentially unstoppable to this point. So by DVOA, this is still the sixth best offense in football, 11th in passing, fourth in rushing. So we knew coming into the season, their identity would be offense. If you're not familiar with with DVOA, it's defense-adjusted value over average. Basically, it's an opponent adjustment. So how good is a team relative to how good other teams are against that team? And it's it's much better. It's funny. Mike Pettin said the other day that he wanted a, a stat that was more like passer rating for defenses. And we were joking on the, the Acme Packing Company Slack that that's just called the football outsiders. That's That's called DVOA. And when you're able to account for opponent, you know, if you play in the AFC East, for example, and you get to play Sam Darnold and Brock Osweiler and Josh Allen, your defensive raw numbers are going to look a lot better than if you have to play Matt Ryan twice and Cam Newton twice and Drew Brees twice. Now, Tampa Bay, who would be the only team that would have to do that, their defense is just hot garbage, and so that's a different issue. But DVOA is an excellent measure of where a team is relative to who they've played. So offense is still going to be how this team makes their money over the course of the season. They're eighth in yards per play. So on a per play basis, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the per play numbers. And it, they're not just eighth in yards per play, but they are also, I, I really like the net yard per play stat because it's basically how much better is your offense relative to what your defense can can allow. If your offense is great, but your defense can't stop anyone, your offense being great, that advantage is mitigated. Well, Green Bay is fifth in net yards per play. They have the third best three and out percentage in football, which means they're moving the ball consistently. This team has been able to move the ball all season. They just haven't been able to score enough points. And that is why I think you continue to hear Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers say, look, we're close. If we can just hit a couple plays here and there, we can get going. That is how Green Bay feels. They just need to be a little bit more efficient, a little bit more precise in the red zone to be uh, in that Kansas City, New England, New Orleans stratosphere of offenses in the league. And look, they're not that far away. Sixth is a really good offense. They just have Aaron Rodgers. They should be one, two, or three, probably, somewhere in there. But they also have a really good running game. Aaron Jones has been the second best running back by DVOA among non-qualifying running backs, so he doesn't have enough carries to qualify. He would be third in the league if he did have enough carries. And part of that is because this has been an awesome run-blocking group for Green Bay, one of the 10 best offensive lines in adjusted line yards, which is basically how well does your offensive line push back the defensive line. And so when you look at the running game, if this defense can can stake Green Bay to an early lead, and the offense obviously has to do its part there, this run game should be able to salt games away in the second half of games because they have three guys and they have versatility. That versatility right now is being mitigated because Green Bay is having to play catch up and they're having to win shootouts, and they're not as able to, they're not able to be as balanced as they would like. Mike McCarthy said this week: if there's 70 plays in a game, he'd like to run 30 times, pass 40 times. That's a pretty good balance uh, for the for the modern NFL. So offensively, they're getting there. It's defensively where they have some issues, but they are the fifth best team in football and adjusted sack rate which accounts for throwaways and and real non-real attempts so you you may say oh well they're they're not getting a consistent pass rush well yes and no but when they are getting a rush they're finishing those rushes. Now, a, a couple plays against San Francisco notwithstanding, they still have one of the best blitz packages in the league. Mike Patton has been able to scheme up these pressure packages. And when they've need needed to make plays, they have been able to do that, especially in the second half of games against Detroit, against Washington, against Chicago, in these games where the defense had to step up. They did, and in the second half against San Francisco, they allowed six points in the second half. They forced two punts and a, and get an interception in the final minutes of that game. So situationally is where they have had some issues, but they're also forcing three and outs. They're fifth in punts per drive, which means they're consistently getting off the field. They're fourth in three and outs per drive which means when teams are driving, they may be having some success, but Green Bay is forcing them to either have big plays or drive the ball on them, but teams are unable to drive the ball consistently against this team. They're 10th in yards per play allowed, so they're not giving up a ton of big plays despite you know the, they gave up really two against San Francisco. If you give up one or two a game, you can live with that. They gave up too many against Detroit. They gave up too many against Washington. And that's been the difference so far for this team. But, but offenses have not been able to consistently march the ball on this team. It's been a couple big plays here, a couple big plays there. And then the rest of the time, this defense has been holding which gives the offense opportunities. And in part, it's what makes the offensive struggles at times even more more frustrating because Green Bay is going to get stops. And they have been getting stops and giving the ball back to the, their offense. If Green Bay were just a little bit more efficient, they would they would help their defense out because they would put them in more advantageous situations where they can blitz and attack and roll downhill, which is what this defense really wants to do and when you're, you know, a top 10 defense in third down percentage, that contributes to those getting getting off the field, getting those three and outs, getting those punts. This team on third down is getting the job done in a way that they hadn't previously, and that is a great sign for this defense moving forward and it's one of the reasons why despite the fact that they're giving up points, they haven't been giving up a lot of yards because they're just a high-variance defense right now. They'll give up a couple a couple big plays, but then the rest of the game locked down. If they can just take those high-variance plays away, if you can take away those one or two, you know, let's say you get three or four opportunities a game to hit a big play, and Green Bay right now is giving up two or three of those. Let's say they just give up one. That is the difference in winning by a field goal and winning by 10 points or losing a game by eight and having a tie game and going to overtime, or whatever it is. Those can be the difference between winning and losing, and this defense hasn't made those plays enough yet, but the fact that they are winning on third down consistently is huge for this team. And speaking of winning, if you want to go see your team win in person, if you want to go to see Green Bay in L.A., and I had a a listener Hit up the Locked On Packers fan hotline wondering if he should pay the money to go to LA Coliseum to see Green Bay play the Rams because what if they lose? By the way, I will always advocate for you to go see your team play. There is nothing like going to see your team play live. It would be awesome to go to LA to do that, go to New England to do that, go to Seattle. They've got a lot of great road venues coming up here. And if you're going to go, use Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in this section and row of your choice. And right now, Vivid Seats is giving Locked Unpackers an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more for new customers of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. I want to get to some of the the bigger, broader numbers in a second here. But the biggest thing holding Green Bay right now, holding them back from being in this group of elite teams, is their play from the end zone to the twenty. In the red zone, this team on offense and on defense simply hasn't been good enough. And they are a bottom 10 offense in the red zone, and they are a bottom 10 defense in the red zone. Now, those things can change. You get Jair Alexander back. That's a playmaker that you're missing. You get Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison back. You get a little bit more continuity with Jimmy Graham. Maybe you have a better opportunity to be more efficient, be more effective, and score more often, but right now they're 25th in touchdown to field goal percentage. They're kicking field goals way more often than they should be right now. They're 23rd in touchdowns per red zone trip. That's just not good enough when you have Aaron Rodgers. and on defense, they're 26th in points per red zone, triple out 27th in touchdowns per red zone, triple out. That's just not good enough. And so you have to find ways to, to get things together. And maybe it's as simple on defense as saying it, it seems like a lot of the miscommunications has been on some of the the zone defenses and combination coverages that Mike Pettin likes to play. And maybe we, ha- we have to go back to the, the, the criticism of last year with Dom Capers and just say, look, we're going to play man, and if you're going to beat us, we're going to tip our cap to you. You practice too. You get paid too. Let's go. Because Green Bay has individual cover corner talent. Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson. They have some guys. They like Oren Burks in coverage. There's there's a reason they've been much better covering tight ends and running backs this year. And it's Oren Burks and Jermaine Whitehead. They've been much better. And Josh Jackson has done it at times as well. So you have this, this group of players it seems like haha ha clinton Dix is been out of position on a couple touchdowns in the red zone where he's been fooled on wh- whether it's pattern matching or he's just bit on a fake and he has he has left his corner out to dry that's not that's not some wonky combo coverage giving up it's the corner playing the technique he's supposed to be playing and your safety not, not being where he's supposed to be. So Green Bay just has to execute better right now in the red zone. They need some splash plays, some turnovers, some sacks. They need some impact plays so that a team has second and 16 rather than second and six in the red zone and make those offenses play from behind. And Green Bay has the inverse problem. They they need to be more effective on first down. They need to run the ball better in the red zone if they need to run it better anywhere and give themselves manageable situations in the red zone. Listen, them going for it on fourth and short, I have no problem with that. I didn't love the call. I wish they had a special play. I wish they had something that didn't rely on Marquez Valdez-Scantling being exact with his with his route running and, and Rodgers making a you know, a perfect throw. I wish you, you had something for Devontae Adams. I wish you had something. They had a play for Ty Montgomery, the diamond play. You have to have more than one play. I mean, Kyle Shanahan would have, uh, you know, 20 specials for that situation. Sean McVay would have 20 specials for that situation. You can't have one because you're going to be in that position again and you're going to have to score. So they're going to have to do a better job there. I want to I want to give you this other stat, and it's a, it is a little wonky, but it speaks to the poor play at linebacker, especially against the run. So right now, I, I mentioned that adjusted line yard stat, and I hope I am not uh, boring you with these numbers. I hope I am not overwhelming you with the statistics, but the numbers, uh, the reason I'm presenting you these specific numbers is because, to me, they jibe with what I've been seeing from this team, what I've seen on tape, and what they've showed they are and likely will be. Right now, against the run, they are 30th defending the left end, 28th defending the middle of the offensive line, and 29th on the right end. Now, they're 9th defending the left tackle, 6th right tackle. That's Kenny Clark. That's Dean Lowry. That's Mike Daniels. Left end, that's your outside linebacker, outside contained. Same with right end. And 28 in the middle, that is your inside linebackers and your nose tackle. Well, Kenny Clark has been really good. Blake Martinez has not. He's been soft. He has been mostly non-impactful. And almost half of all of the rushes Green Bay has faced so far this year has been right up the middle. And when you have Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels, that seems strange. But they don't trust Green Bay to make tackles inside. They don't trust Blake Martinez to get off blocks. And Mike Patton has been playing these light personnel groupings. Now, against San Francisco, Green Bay was playing nickel against very traditional 21 personnel with a fullback with tight ends. And and that that is odd. And it's one of the reasons why San Francisco was able to get so much done on the in the run game, but it unfortunately it also didn't help the defense in the passing game because the corners were not always where they needed to be. In particular, Tremon Williams got turned around a couple times. Kevin King, who you know did a good job turning and running with with Marquise Goodwin when he was asked to do that, way overran him on a fade stop. Uh, He is going to be a good corner. I would love to see them just say, you're going to follow around their best guy, and that's going to be what we're going to do today. That's just not what they do. They're 28th in the league against number one receivers, but they're, they're pretty average across the board after that. Solid middle of the pack to above average against third and other receivers, against tight ends, against running backs. So Kevin King being healthy, I think Jair Alexander getting and staying healthy would really would really be a boon for this team in defending number one receivers. And th- that is something that, that I-, I think big picture for this defense ha- has to get better. But the passing defense, I know it's strange to say, they've been average. They've been okay. They've been streaky for sure. And I mentioned the big plays. But on a down to down basis, they've actually been pretty solid. That is that is a direct indicator from your yards per play. They may g- you, if you give up ten yards, and then on one play, and then on the other two plays, you give up zero yards. Now you're talking about three point three yards per play, and you go, "Oh, that looks really good." Well, they you g- you gave up the first down already. So that that is how math works. But I think that's a little bit of how this defense works. They're, gonna, they're they're right now giving up a couple big plays a game and then the rest of the time playing really good defense. They have to cut down on those three or four plays a game. They have to make it one or two. And if they do, they can be a, a solid defense because they've shown that they can be that, at least for stretches. And long stretches of games, entire halves, and obviously the whole game against Josh Allen. But you know, maybe, maybe we don't count that as a full, a full mark in their favor, just given you know Josh Allen isn't great. And speaking of not great, how expensive are clothes? It really has gotten out of control. We went to the outlets a couple weeks ago, and it was a, a welcome respite from mall prices and online shopping and all of the the ways now that you can buy clothes. But why pay full price when you can go to Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store? Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy to use filters to find exactly what you need. Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J.Crew, and Gap. These are quality hand-inspected items, and they're added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. There's a special offer right now for Locked On Packers. Listeners get 35% off these already reduced priced items on your first order with promo code locked on. Find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage and remember use the promo code locked on to get 35% off your first order. All right, quickly before we get out of here, there's just there's there's a couple places I want to hit on in terms of places where Green Bay is not doing great, but they're not doing poorly and I think they can they can move that category into from, eh, to, oh, okay, that's pretty good. And right now they're, they're 16th converting third downs. That is going to change as this offense continues to improve. As they get Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison back from injury, as they get Aaron Rodgers healthy, he's going to take fewer sacks. He's going to be able to spin away from defenders and create and not have to take these bad intentional grounding penalties where he already has a couple this year because he's just not as mobile as he's used to being. I think that is going to improve. And in fact, the sack rate, their 23rd in adjusted sack rate right now, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Rodgers is just not as mobile as we're used to seeing him. And, and some of those sacks accumulated early when his injury was was worse. His goal is to lose the knee brace over the course of the bye week. That's his goal. He said, by hopefully by next Wednesday, but that's, you know, that's going to be the, the medical team's decision. And so that's, that's not up to him. The other thing, and I was trying to, I was trying to look it up. I, I went to see what Green Bay's first quarter scoring looks like, because it seems like they've been getting off to these slow starts, but actually they've been doing pretty well in the first quarter. It's been the second quarter that has been a problem for them. They're 23rd in second quarter scoring. And second, the second quarter used to be a time when Aaron Rodgers would get the ball with less than 2 minutes. There was that old that the the discount double up. Remember that where he would at the end of the 2 minute, they 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 would have deferred to start the game. They get the ball back with, you know, a minute, a minute and a half, 2 minutes. They drive down, they get points whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, and then they come out in the third quarter. And drive down and get points. And suddenly a team is down 10, 14, 17, 20 points. And the game is basically over. They haven't been getting those second quarter runs. And part of that is that the offense has bogged down a little bit. They haven't been able to get the the sort of continuity after those early scripted plays. It's like McCarthy has this group of 20 plays that he really likes. They run them to great effect. And then... What, do you have actions off those plays? And then in the second half, it's like, okay, these are the adjustments, and the defense makes them, and the offense makes them, and and things get better. That's been the case in almost every game Green Bay has played this season, at least on offense, and most of the games on defense. So they need to do better in the second quarter, closing out halves, because they've been doing a great job closing out games, With the the notable exception of the Vikings game, a game that they should have literally closed out if not for a penalty um, that was ridiculous. And that that game would obviously look a lot better if they win it uh, by eight points rather than allowing the Vikings to, to go down and score their second half line. And, and scoring allowed would look a lot better if not for those points that were erroneously awarded to the Minnesota Vikings. So those are places where I expect Green Bay to improve. I think there are the, those red zone areas. I expect this offense to improve in the red zone considerably, but I wanted to pick out a couple of items that we hadn't mentioned where they're not bad, they're not good, but they could be better and should be better in the second half of this season. All right, no show tomorrow unless there's big news. And then we'll be back next week. Lindsay Theory of ESPN is going to be here to talk about the Rams. We'll get to Expert Tuesday and, and break down this awesome Rams team. This is going to be the hardest game Green Bay plays, I think, all season because I think the Rams are easily the best team in football right now. New England getting rolling a little bit. So the next two weeks are quite the test for the Green Bay Packers. Are they up to it? Well, we'll see. And we'll talk about it. We'll talk about how Green Bay matches up with this team next week. We'll talk about the things that, that maybe they've changed in the bye week, that they've worked on, and that they're focusing on when it comes to picking up their game to beat a team like the Rams. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. You can always find our content on our Facebook page. Please subscribe to the show. Leave a rating. It helps us spread the word about Locked On Packers and whenever you want to hit us up you can on the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775 and let us know how you are staying Locked On Packers.